this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. They could run Michelle Obama. And if they do... Welcome, Michelle Obama! Michelle Obama is the most popular woman in America. You know I hate politics. You can forget about the disclaimer. I'm convinced that Michelle Obama is running for president in 2024. Systemic racism, pepper spray, and rubber bullets on peaceful protesters. She's following the exact same formula that Barack did to become president. Michelle was the keynote speaker at the 2020 Democrat convention, just like Barack was in 2004. Barack once ran a voter registration organization. Now, so does Michelle. That's how we change America. Also, Barack Obama based his candidacy on his personal story. Michelle has done the exact same thing. But like Barack, Michelle tells a life story that is more fiction than fact. Maybe somebody's gonna discover that I shouldn't be here. Now, come along on an investigation into the real Michelle Obama and her plan for power. I found out Michelle's father worked for the Democrat Party machine. My father, he was a precinct captain in Chicago. People would come for money. It turns out Michelle was never a part of the black community. In that household, there was fear. You talk like a white girl. You could get your butt kicked if you talk like a white girl. What was going on in the 70s was what we called white flight. The only person doing white flight in the 1970s was Michelle Robinson. You're told by a school counselor you're not Princeton material. You're black, maybe you're stretching. Michelle was no victim of racism. In fact, Michelle has been running from the black community her whole life. Hyde Park is the best neighborhood. And Michelle sold out the black community working for the mayor of Chicago. This is turning into a ghetto. You better run. They just take our home like this shit. And she sold them out as a hospital executive, <gasps> kicking poor black patients out of the ER. Yeah, I like that. I learned that to get power, Michelle pretends to be part of the black community she exploited all her life. Lo and behold, trying to pay your own rent. Imposter uh, syndrome. All out war between the pigs and us. And it turns out, Michelle's close friend and mentor was an anti-American radical. The politics of fear. Because of fear. Your fear. They want you to be afraid of change. We're working to change the future of this nation. We need you. Are you in? Fundamentally transforming the United States of America. And to transform America, Michelle plans to rule America come election day, 2024. Sorry to start the show off like that, but it's Natalie G. Winters filling in for Stephen K. Bannon on today, January 15th in the year of our Lord, 
2023 barreling towards the Iowa caucus. We're less than two hours away from all of that fun happening. As you guys know, our thesis here in the war room, the primary is already over. Donald J. Trump is, of course, the victor and the rightful victor at that. The Nikki Haley's, the Vivek's of the world are just controlled opposition. Call it the CCP, the RNC, I think in the case of Nikki Haley, the DNC. But we're going to get into all that. We have some wonderful, I think some, a lot of first-time guests for this show. We've got, we got a packed show, so we're going to get to all that. But before we get to all of the fun that's going to go down in Iowa, and just a reminder to the Warren Posse who is out there, if you know anyone there, make sure you're calling them, make sure you're going. Uh, you can go to, I believe it's iowa.donaldjtrump.com to figure out where you need to go starting at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, I want to look down range for a little bit because, like I said, the primary's over. Um, you know, there's been some rumblings here that Michelle Obama may indeed run for the nominee, for the nomination in 2024. So I thought the perfect person to sort of tee this up for us would be a wonderful filmmaker and good friend of the show, Joel Gilbert. So, Joel, I want you to take it away, but I want you to walk everyone through some of the biggest lies that Michelle Obama has made and really this Barack Obama formula, why you think she's following it um, and how so. Okay, well, good to be here. And uh, as we saw in the trailer, I noticed that Michelle, when uh, Trump uh, took office, started following the same formula that Barack had before he ran for president. Barack had a voter registration organization called Project Vote. Michelle got $26 million from the George Soros gang and she started something called When We All Vote, and she runs around the country supporting uh, getting people registered to, to vote for Democrats, of course. Then, of course, Barack was the keynote speaker for John Kerry. He introduced him at the convention, at the Democrat convention in 2004. Sure enough, there was Michelle introducing uh, Joe Biden in 2020. And, uh, of course, Barack wrote two autobiographies, The Dreams from My Father and The Audacity of Hope. Here was Michelle writing two autobiographies, Becoming, it's also on Netflix as a movie, and the light we carry, and she did these two giant tours. So I see her following in the footsteps of Barack. She's highly political. She's a political animal. I think she's a better politician than Barack. Uh, her father was a precinct captain in Chicago. She grew up in a political family. She also grew up partially in Jesse Jackson's house when he was running for president. She was best friends with his daughter, Santita. So I think it's all coming together. There's absolute consensus that no one wants Joe Biden. The Democrats don't want him. The down-ballot Democrats don't want him. Every category doesn't want him. And I think it's going to be a matter of time till we see him drop out for any number of reasons. And I think Michelle has positioned herself, as I show in my film, it's also a book on Amazon as well. I think she's positioned herself to run for office. I think the Obamas are itching to get back into the White House. And Michelle is pushing all her narratives. We saw her last week do a big interview where she said she was terrified of what might happen if Trump wins. She said that uh, government does everything for us and that trickle-down economy doesn't work. That's a euphemism for free market system. So I think uh, it's in the works. And uh, go to michelleobama24.com. You can link up to watch the trailer and the movie and the book as well. It's a great movie. I highly recommend it. But I think the logical follow-up to everything you're saying is when or, or by when do you think that she would formally announce her candidacy? Well, Michelle has the ability to fill up stadiums. She can fill up a stadium nationwide with people just to hear her speak. She's a pop culture phenomenon. She's had 15 years of all positive publicity. She's the best loved Democrat. She's built a cult of personality for years all around her. She's probably the most popular person in the country, if not the entire world. So she doesn't need a year of time to raise money and, you know, get her message out. 
uh, only in a few months she could launch a national campaign with hundreds of millions of dollars behind her. So I expect Joe Biden probably to go through the primary process. He'll probably be impeached by the House, at least. And the news will get worse and worse with Hunter and all his scandals, the international situation falling apart, the border, the economy. And there'll be any number of reasons, I think, uh, the Democrats, if not the Obamas themselves, will tell him to step aside. And that'll free up all his delegates to vote for whomever they want. And of course, Michelle's the only person that can raise money and has the national following. I think she'll play a little bit reluctant and say, oh, you know, kind of like Donald Trump, I had a great life and I didn't need this, but I want to help the country. Uh, so I think in the spring or uh, early summer, don't forget that the Democrat Party National Convention was placed in Chicago, of all places, Michelle's hometown, for a homegirl coronation of sorts. So I think, you know, May or June, we could see the change. Michelle can run a campaign of a couple of months to go into Chicago for the coronation in August. You have done probably out of anyone in this country, the most extensive research into her. I'm sure a lot of the audience has watched the film so they know you leave no stone yeah. unturned. It's, it's quite impressive. Um, but I, I'm just curious, you know, obviously Obama admits that he wanted to be a radically transformational president. But from your perspective, you, you seem to think that Michelle is even more of a, a political creature than say Barack was. What do you what do you think sort of her end game is? Is it going to be the Obama agenda on steroids? Should we be even more concerned? Like, how do you perceive of her as a political threat um, or not a threat? What do you think her her ulterior her agenda really is? Yeah, she has different issues going on, but I, I think uh, Michelle has never really had an original thought in her life. If you look at her Twitter account, everything she says is just a mirror image of what Barack says or what the Democrat Party is saying at any given moment. Uh, but she is a very good politician. She's a great speaker. Uh, Charles Ogletree was a uh, professor at Harvard University who was a professor for both Michelle and Barack. And when Barack was elected president, he said he thought it would have been Michelle to run for president rather than Barack because she's such a good politician. Uh, she just has it in her blood. Uh, I think a Michelle Obama presidency, you'll just see the very same things going on that Biden is doing, which pretty much people see as an extension of Obama's two terms. Uh, except that the media will use uh, race and gender uh, against anyone that disagrees with Michelle. It's not because you don't agree with socialism, you don't agree with open borders. It's not because you don't agree the Constitution should be ignored. It's because you're either racist or sexist or both. So she has those weapons behind her. She'll have the media completely behind her and a, a national pop culture following. Uh, so I think it's coming. I think the Obamas are itching to get back in the White House and Michelle has expertly positioned herself uh, for that moment uh, when they replace Biden, who is clearly in decline and has almost zero support in the country. My last question before I let you go, and, and you may not have the answer, maybe we gotta talk to people more on the political strategy side, but I was having some interesting conversations about this this weekend, but you know, how do we start treating Michelle Obama like a candidate, right? Like the actual threat that she is from an electoral perspective, as opposed to just sort of a figment, I was gonna say imagination, nightmare is probably uh, a better word to describe it, but how do we really start sort of pre-gaming her potential candidacy um, to get the message out there? Yeah, Michelle's uh, greatest political vulnerability is actually her core voter constituent group that you would think that she has, which would be black and minority voters. Uh, I chronicle this in my book and film, 
that Michelle has a terrible relationship with the black community in Chicago. It started as a kid where she refused to study with other black kids. Her parents sent her and her brother away to exclusive schools rather than going to the all-black high school near their house. Michelle got beat up as a kid for, uh, they accused her of acting white and talking white. Michelle even writes in her book about getting beat up by a girl who called her an Oreo, which was a racial insult. It means you're black on the outside, but you're really white on the inside. So Michelle had an awful time with the black community as a kid. And then I chronicle how Michelle got her revenge on the black community and exploited them in her career. She worked for the mayor of Chicago, Richard Daly, and she was assistant planning commissioner. And the mayor could not hire a white person to kick 20,000 black people out of their homes. They had to hire a black person for a lot of money to exploit the black community. Michelle always took those jobs from white liberals when they couldn't deal with the problems black people created for them. So Michelle helped to knock down the projects at Cabrini Green, and Michelle would tell them, it's gonna be good for you. And they gave away the land to Democrat donor developers like Tony Resco. And then proven that Michelle could do the dirty work against black people, Michelle was hired by the University of Chicago Medical Center to start something called the Southside Health Collaborative. And that was to kick black people out of the emergency room. If they showed up, Michelle would put them in a van and dump them back at these clinics in these strip malls on the South Side. It was very cruel and it was illegal, but Michelle denied access to these people. It was called patient dumping. It was illegal, but she made about 300,000 a year to exploit the black community. So Michelle has a terrible record with the black community and she's been pushing for years to create a false narrative to minorities that she's just one of these ordinary black folks that suffered from discrimination. It's completely untrue. She's a big phony when it comes to race. And I think black voters are no fools. And if they understood that Michelle sold them out and exploited them in her career, I don't think the Obamas would, would get that much support. So that's her biggest vulnerability is her exploitation of the black community and her faking all these stories uh, about racial discrimination. She's put on a fake urban accent when she speaks to black audiences. It's very insulting. Uh, today, you could be charged with a hate crime for doing that if she was white. Uh, but Michelle is someone who manipulates the black community for power, and she does it by faking her background and not telling the truth about how she exploited black people and how she never really was a member of the black community. So that's the thing. If Donald Trump, even today, were just to start tweeting and say, Michelle Obama, are you going to apologize for what you did to the black community in Chicago? That would open up a whole can of worms and she would have to answer for that. Joel, I realize we're wearing the same shirt, I think. Um, so you have great taste, which is why people should so go Rudy? watch your film. Yeah. <laughs> but if people want to follow you, stay up to date with, with all your work, where can they go to do all that? It's a film and a book. You can get the book on Amazon.com and the film and the DVD. You can live stream on Amazon on Amazon Prime Video and also on SalemNow.com. You can live stream the movie and, and get the DVD. So uh, check them out. You'll, it'll change your life. You never realize what you didn't know about Michelle Obama. And uh, I think this is the key to understanding and, and really stopping her is for people and country at large to understand that she's a, a big phony and she, her her entire background is fabricated much like Barack's. Joel, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me today. Of course.
Our next guest is another War Room first-timer, but something tells me you'll be hearing a lot more from him, and that is the president of the U.S. College GOP, Will Donahue. Now, Will, you guys have been out in Iowa helping the Trump campaign and all the photo ops. It's always you guys that I'm seeing. You guys have been doing a wonderful job phone banking. But before we get into all that, can you let the audience know a little bit, not just about you, but your organization, but specifically from the angle of how you guys have had an uphill battle against sort of the existing college Republican establishment and these various kind of youth RNC groups, how you guys kind of set out to fill that void. Absolutely, Natalie, and thank you for having me on the show tonight. Um, our organization was started in April of this year as a response to the collapse of the College Republican National Committee, the CRNC, which is the historic uh, College Republican you know, group that has been ex existing since 1892. Uh, that group is historically quite moderate. Uh, and they have a lot of Bush consultants that had started up with their organization. And we got together from California and Wisconsin and a couple other states. And we said, we've had enough. It's time to create an organization that backs not only President Trump, but the America First policies that he represents. And we just got started. We pulled in some great uh, board of advisor members. We've got uh, James Bacon and Michael Johns and, and several other people that have been huge, huge movers and shakers within the Republican movement over the past few decades and even recently throughout the last White House uh, with Donald Trump in 2016. Um, we have had a great showing over the last week. We've got over two dozen kids on the ground. A huge shout out to the Wisconsin chairman, Billy Blathras, for being on the ground in Wisconsin. He's been leading the charge with those students. It's been a great you know, week for us. We've had a lot of exposure on social media, but we're not here just to raise noise. We're here to actually win. And that's what college Republicans need to be doing. We are the grassroots, boots on the ground organization that needs to be helping Donald Trump and GOP candidates win. And we're here to do it. So let the audience kind of put them in the room, uh, fly on the wall, what you guys are doing in Iowa, what the levels of enthusiasm were for Donald J. Trump. I think the surrogates are pulling bigger crowds than some of the other candidates themselves. What is it like to be, or I guess, what was it like to be in Iowa? Our students are coming in from nine different states. They're incredibly enthusiastic. Um, it's it's important to, to note that these students are in school right now, and they are taking time out of school to be at the caucus for Donald Trump. I, I couldn't be there personally myself. Billy went in my stead. He's our vice president of, of outreach for all of these chapters, and he helped me build this organization. Um, but you know, they've had a, a lot of opportunities to interact with congressmen like Matt Gates and uh, Jim Jordan, Byron Donalds, and others. They were standing next to President Trump when they dropped the flag. Some of these scenes you may have seen on, on social media. Some of them you actually retweeted yourself. Thank you very much for that. Um, but they're incredibly enthusiastic. They've made tens of thousands of phone calls. Last time I checked, uh, which was earlier today, they had made over 50,000 calls for Team Trump. Um, but we've got students all across wow. the country that are making calls as well. It's not just the students on the ground. They're brave in negative 40 degree weather in Iowa, and uh, we're incredibly proud of them. And you guys recently endorsed President Donald J. Trump, which is a big move because most of these youth groups, at least in my experience, always tend to stray a little more establishment Republicans. So I'd love if you could sort of walk us through why you did it. Um, I'm sure the audience probably already knows all the wonderful reasons, but also your sort of thought 
um, on the direction of the youth vote, we seem to always hear that it's going to go Republican and then come election day, it doesn't always happen. Where do you think we stand with this election cycle? This election cycle is unlike what we've ever seen before. And the numbers have been trending for a long time, specifically young males, but our generation in general is now supporting President Trump. Um, that trend towards a more conservative background, I think, is a, is a natural trend. I, I talked about this on, on Jack's show the other day. The generation is fed up with the DEI courses. They're fed up with the universities. They're fed up with people telling them that they're evil for the color of their skin and what type of genitalia they have. And I, I think it's very natural that they're tending towards more natural churches, towards more uh, traditional values and more conservative political ideologies. Our organization decided to break trend with the last 130 years of precedent with the College Republicans. The College Republicans, to our knowledge, have never endorsed in a presidential primary. Most of that has to do with the fact that the GOP makes it a point not to endorse, uh, and the state GOPs decide not to endorse as well. We decided to break from that primarily for two reasons. The first is because President Trump was pulled off the ballot in Maine, and it was an attempt to pull him off the ballot in Colorado. We didn't like that. We thought that was an undemocratic move. And uh, the other reason is because Donald Trump is absolutely dominating in the polls, the likes of which we really don't see in presidential primaries. Um, that probably has a lot to do with the fact that this is still Trump's Republican Party and the People are telling Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis and all these other guys, we don't want you. We want President Trump back. We want his America first policies. And we don't want to continue to waste our resources helping promote candidates and paying consultants that have no chance of winning. President Trump is beating out the rest of his GOP opponents by over 50 points. It was time to come together to tell the rest of the youth, this is the direction that we're going in. And we need to start backing Donald Trump. That's it. And when you were in Iowa, I'm curious, I've yet to actually ever meet a, a Nikki Haley supporter, um, but how was the you know, enthusiasm for President Trump? Did you guys, you know, were you well received even among all ages um, or was there actual sizable support? Did you meet the one and only Nikki Haley supporter that lives in the state of Iowa? What was sort of like the vibe on the ground there? My, my understanding from what I've heard from, from Billy and others is that uh, Nikki is spending a ton of money in the race, but she's not really there. It's Trump country. It, you know, one, one rally from Trump is equivalent to over 10 rallies from some of these other candidates. The enthusiasm is there. The recent polls that we're seeing is the majority of not only the state, but the country continues to push for Donald Trump. The enthusiasm is higher in terms of Voters that are incredibly enthusiastic or very enthusiastic about voting for President Trump much higher than his rivals, DeSantis and Haley. Haley's really not showing up, right? And I think that this is indicative of what's going to happen in the rest of the primary season. I think Nikki and Ron should drop out. I think they should stop wasting GOP dollars. That's my personal opinion. I think the rest of our students share that opinion, considering that our endorsement was near unanimous with one abstention. And it was only on the grounds of we probably shouldn't be endorsing. It wasn't even that he didn't support Donald Trump. Our students support Trump, the youth support Trump, and really nobody supports Nikki Haley, at least nobody that has a voice. Well, thank you so much for joining us and thank you for the work you have done. Uh, I think this, this weekend leading up to the Iowa caucus, I know the Trump campaign is deeply appreciative. 
of it. If people want to follow you, follow the organization, help you guys out, where can they go to do all that? Our website is the same as the rest of our social handles. It's US College GOP and uscollegegop.com. They can donate there. They can uh, watch what we're doing. They can see our news articles. We've got to see our news on there. They can follow us, retweet, watch us. We're coming back. We're making the college Republicans great again, Natalie. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much for coming on. Now, our next guest, again, I guess, third time is the charm, another new fresh face for the war room. That is someone whose show I did last week and a good friend, David Pollack. Uh, you host your own show, you're the director of Veterans for Trump Florida, um, but I thought you would be the perfect person to bring on. We need a little rah-rah Trump energy. So I was like, you know what? David is the guy that we're gonna bring on to do that. So I'm just curious, leading up again, the caucus starts in, what is it, about an hour and a half. Um, we yeah. don't see any results yet, but I'm just curious so far with what you've been seeing on social media, whether it's, you know, the DeSantis campaign kicking out disabled Americans from their events. It seems like it's been going pretty well in the direction of Donald Trump. I'm just curious as a, as a longtime political observer, what are your thoughts as we barrel towards uh, Iowa in just an hour and a half? Well, I mean, it's par for the course. I mean, what a weekend it's been in Iowa. Um, besides the Laura Loomer interactions, these lumering people left and right. Uh, the Dilly Meme team is up there, uh, you know, intimidating everybody. I mean, DeSantis is kicking people out of events. Nikki Haley's a no-show. She's canceling things. I mean, I was exciting. But here's the thing. We all know, uh, to, for us to pretend even for a second that Donald Trump wasn't going to win in Iowa, I know DeSantis early on was convincing everybody that was where the tides turn. Once DeSantis wins Iowa, everyone will see that Donald Trump can be beaten. Well, DeSantis is now in third place. Now, Nikki Haley, they're making big news, trying to make it seem like she's pulling ahead somehow of Ron DeSantis. Well, she is pulling ahead of Ron DeSantis. She's still 40 points underneath uh, Donald Trump. And that I think she probably enjoyed a little bit of a Chris Christie bump. Um, but honestly, Trump's going to win tonight. He's going to win in New Hampshire. Chris Christie said it on an open mic. Ron DeSantis is tucking tail, heading over to South Carolina next, not even going to New Hampshire. My prediction is he's just preparing to be Haley's VP so they can start the never Trump establishment ticket. But I mean, Iowa's going as Iowa goes. I mean, Trump walks into the hotel yesterday in from a blizzard. You know, they're like, oh, Trump looks exhausted. Health fears. I mean, could you imagine the dude flies in in a blizzard, right? Holds events all day. He comes into a, after walking in from a blizzard and he's waving to everybody. He's just to have a tie on and they're calling it a health concern. Meanwhile, Joe Biden doesn't even know where he is. He just stumbles around lost where they have to direct him to places. But this is the dishonest media. This is what you're going to see tonight. And no David, matter how much I got to hold yeah. you because we're going we're going through the break. I want to hold you through the break. Let's Warren do it. Posse. We got David Pollock. We got a bunch more fun, exciting guests. It's, we're on the eve of the Iowa caucus. Trump is going to win. He's already won the primary. We'll be right back after this break. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you 
when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skin care, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at publicsq.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner, download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider standing behind their service and their values as a company. They are an example of putting the cause ahead of profits, and it's why I am proud and the War Room Posse is proud to partner with them. For Black Friday, Patriot Mobile wants to give you a brand new smartphone when you make the switch today. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. And repeat that, without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and much more. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, and for a limited time, get a smartphone for free. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT and use promo code FRIDAY76. That's Friday 76. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT and use promo code FRIDAY76. Again, we're talking about a free smartphone. Offer is eligible only with the Black Friday promo code FRIDAY76. This is a limited time offer. Join me. Make that switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Promo code Friday76. Tax Network USA is pure war room for solving your IRS tax problems. If you owe back taxes, COVID was your lucky break. Tax court shut down, the IRS paused, and you skated. Well, baby, that party is over. The IRS is adding 20,000 enforcement agents, basically tax cops. Honest, hardworking Americans like you are in the crosshairs. Rich people have tax lawyers and you don't. You'll pay up plus interest and penalties. Tax USA Network has brilliant war room type strategies designed to solve your IRS problem quickly in your favor. Never call the IRS yourself. You're at their mercy. You could sit on hold for six to eight hours and get hung up on. Grind you for all your back taxes, plus interest and penalties. 
Tax Network USA attorneys have a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to talk to and who to avoid. If they get difficult agent, hey, they just call a different agent. Tax Network USA learned of a limited time special IRS offer. The IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Schedule your free confidential consultation with Tax Network USA. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. Think about that. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. They offer a best-in-class client satisfaction guarantee. Now call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. And visit Tax Network USA. That's TNUSA.com slash Bannon. TNUSA.com slash Bannon. Make sure you take action on this today. This IRS grind is only going to get much worse. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to the War Room. It's an exciting day today because we're getting just one step closer to President Donald J. Trump. Just, well, becoming that again, President Donald J. Trump. But in the meantime, you guys got to go to public square so we can continue building the parallel economy because under Joe Biden, it's pretty clear that they don't want the MAGA movement not just even have access to bank accounts. We've seen this whole social credit score push going on. So it's nice to be able to support companies and businesses that actually support you and stop giving your money to people that hate you. And while you're at it, maybe go to birchgold.com slash Bannon to get the latest installment of the end of the dollar empire, because you certainly can't trust what the Biden regime is doing with the economy. Uh, they're certainly not putting you first. You don't even have a say in the deal. And you know, that was what President Trump did the best at, which was giving you a seat at the table, even though we don't like lobbyists here in the war room, I think it's fair to say he was your lobbyist in Washington, D.C., though I don't want to demean him uh, by calling him a lobbyist. That's too harsh a term. But someone who was also very skilled, I think, at bringing the grassroots activists together is David Pollack. You're hosting Twitter spaces, you know, every day, bringing together a variety of people, even some people who don't like Trump, but I would say it's probably a plurality, if not majority. Uh, the, the MAGA crowd, but I'm just curious, the the excitement, the enthusiasm you see going into Iowa, we know the numbers say that Trump is supposed to just blow all of his so-called opponents out of the water, not just double digits, but high double digits. What do you think we're going to see now? I guess we're approaching about an hour and 20 minutes away. Do you think we're going to see those numbers materialize? I mean, I know we know we're going to see them. I, I mean, I think by all measures, uh, Trump's margin of victory tonight will be probably the largest margin of victory for a Republican candidate in the Iowa caucus. But you can expect Fox News not to cover it that way, to find some kind of flaw. They'll say the numbers were suppressed. They'll say the, the weather affected turnout. I mean, they'll find ways to excuse uh, Donald Trump's success. You can even go to Fox News right now. They're on their opening page where they talk about like, you know, what they're calling not exit polls, but, you know, what, what they're polling people about the financial situations. There's a big DeSantis um, sign right there, right on their homepage. I mean, this is what we deal with. I mean, the establishment and their and their corporate media, they're all rooting against Donald Trump. But like you said, in these Twitter spaces, all across social media, all across America, it's not just Democrat Republicans, all Americans are rooting for Donald Trump. And they're starting to see how the whole deck has been rigged against them, but against us as well, which is why people are willing to drive through a blizzard 
to go and caucus for Donald Trump. And the interesting thing is, if you turn on any of the news all day, they're like, it's very dangerous to be outside today in Iowa. Almost like they want to create this sense of fear that they used so cleverly in the last election. Nothing is going to stop Americans from turning out to Donald Trump. And you're right, you're seeing it everywhere. If you had to predict, you know, if Trump wins, say, by 30 points, they're going to say, oh, well, he should have won by 40. If he wins by 20, Mm -hmm. they're going to say, oh, well, he should have won by 30. How do you think they're going to use these results, irregardless of what the numbers actually are, to sort of push, whether it's some national unity ticket, some weird independent ticket, uh, you know, the Democratic nominee? How do you think we're going to see these results, like so many things, weaponized against President Trump? Well, uh, you know, I'm going to quote a Larry Elder joke that he told once on his show, and it's it, it's so appropriate to anything Donald Trump is. Donald Trump was on a fishing trip with a bunch of reporters. One of the reporters falls over. Uh, Donald Trump walks across the water, saves the reporter, saving his life. All the reporters see it, but the headline in the news the next day is Donald Trump can't swim. And so I love that story because that's exactly, no matter what, you're exactly right. He can win by 100 points. He can, nobody else can show up for anybody. They will find a way to give Donald Trump negative press, but it doesn't matter because nobody believes him anymore. They're called the fake news for a reason. And in Fox News, you know, you talk about Mike Lindell. They just canceled Mike Lindell. They canceled Tucker before. You know, none of this corporate media is 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 doing anything for Trump or America First anymore, but we don't care. We are getting media everywhere else now. We don't need them anymore. So whatever fake stories they come up with, it doesn't matter because we're not buying it. Yes, we get to set the goalposts now, not the controlled opposition, Fox News of the world. David, I wish I could hold you longer, but Steve booked no. me a bunch of guests that I got to get to. So I got to let you go. But if people want to follow you, get the show, join the Twitter spaces, where can they go to do all that? Yeah, so I'm trying to be everywhere these days. Um, but you can find me on Twitter X or whatever we're calling it at, at the Pollock Show. You can find me there. And if you follow me there, you can go and find my Twitter spaces. We host them Monday night after the David Pollock Show, usually around 7 p.m. And I just partnered up with my good friend Matt Couch uh, at the DC Patriot over there. Um, so if you go over to DCPatriot.com, you can follow me, uh, Mindy Robinson, Matt Couch, uh, Julio Chan, um, or Julio Chan, uh, Eric Matheny. So many great people over there at the DC Patriot. So go find me at the Pollock Show. Check me out at DC Patriot. Come to my Twitter spaces. And of course, watch the David Pollack show. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you in the spaces. (laughs) Of course. Now, our next guest is someone else who is new to the show, Sherry Lund, who I think is only fair to describe as sort of a a pit bull legal advocate and activist, specifically on the issue of probate reform. But I wanted to bring her on to talk about sort of the intersection between a lot of the legal work that she's been doing, the activism. Um, and how you, you think we could maybe use this as a strategy or sort of a blueprint on the lawfare side of things, whether it's coming against the Jan 6 uh, people, coming against President Trump, or really just the MAGA movement more broadly. So if you'd like to sort of introduce yourself and what you focus on uh, with your work to the audience a little bit and sort of how you've extrapolated it to the broader lawfare attacks that the conservative movement is facing. Well, my name is Sherry Lund, and um, I got involved with the probate court uh, in 2009, and my family went through 13 years of, um, I have to say, pure hell with the court system, the attorneys, um, what I consider to be very, uh, it's a crime syndicate um, designed to uh, ruin families, take over, take your freedom, take your assets, and there's nowhere to go for help because the Supreme Courts of the states control all of the courts below them and every division of the court, which means the state bar, the fiduciary board, 
the Judiciary Commission on Performance. So there really is no place for the public to go when they have a, a, a grievance against a, a judge or an attorney or a fiduciary. And so being thrown into that, I had people coming up to us in our courtroom and outside of the courtroom telling us that they had issues with the probate courts and the different divisions. And I had always, uh, since the early, um, not, let's say 1995, um, I became an advocate for family court victims. So I thought, well, probate courts, you go in and they're definitely going to do the right thing. Well, what we quickly found was that in my, our case and every other case that I sat in, the judges were ignoring the law, were denying people due process, denying them their right to a trial by jury before their freedom and their property is taken. Uh, most people don't even know there's a hearing. Um, they just, attorneys are appointed by the court. They go in and say their clients waive their right to appear, and in five minutes, your freedom and your assets are taken. So what I did was I, in 2010, I wrote um, uh, a bill, uh, got one of our state representatives to, um, to sponsor the bill, and we ended up with two bills being passed in 2011 um, for probate reform. And then as I went along, I saw that not only in our case, but every other case, the judges were still ignoring uh, the laws, still violating people's due process and ripping families apart, and estates were being stolen. So I started doing more research, talking to attorneys, talking to victims, and quickly became very, very heavily involved with uh, victims around the country and the same pattern and practice of abuse was happening in every case. And so I just called it the playbook because that's exactly what it is. And so I wrote a couple of bills last year, and Senator John Kavanaugh in Phoenix, Arizona, sponsored the bills, and Representative um, Alexander Colladin came on board to co-sponsor, and um, Representative Wynn on the judiciary in in the legislature came on to co-sponsor. We our bills um, passed unanimously, but what I learned in the process was um, how the politics really works in the legislature and how the judges and attorneys came out of the woodwork to oppose the bill that protected people's rights from the very beginning of the case. SB 1291 is the best probate bill I have ever seen. It protects the person's rights from the beginning of the case. But the problem is the judges have all, and attorneys have all gotten together and said, we're just not going to follow the law we're not going to do anything we don't want to do. So they have an enterprise going on where um, when you lose your freedom, people don't realize that when a guardian is appointed or a conservator of the person, 
you lose your right to vote, you lose your right to drive, you lose your right to get married, you lose your right to choose where you live, who you see, what you eat, what you do. Every aspect of your freedom is stripped away at that moment. And then in order to justify taking over your estate, they have to take your freedom because then you have no way to fight back. You know, have no access to your assets. Um, you have no way to fight back. And this, uh, we have over 2 million people today under guardianship and conservatorship in the United States. And three quarters of those people are competent to make their own decisions. This is frightening. And we have over $50 billion under court um, control that we know of. So my concern is with the, um, you know, with the, um, the, the baby boomers, we have 73 million and we have 78.3 trillion assets uh, at risk. What do we do to make these judges follow the law? We have federal laws that they're uh, ignoring and in my opinion the only way to resolve this problem is to take away their absolute immunity they've given themselves because anybody who crosses the line and violates a person's rights and violates the law especially judges police officers attorneys people who have power to ruin your life and take your freedom and your assets should be held on a much higher level of accountability and with really, really strong accountability issues. If they they should be prosecuted, removed, impeached, have to pay damages, um, sanctioned, there we have to change what's happening in our country. Now, Sherry, I'll have you back because I want to get more into this because I think there are some interesting parallels on how they're, you know, depriving the American people of their right to vote with what's going on in Colorado, targeting Trump with these rogue and corrupt judges. But do you think that this is just sort of a, a broader problem with the legal system? In other words, it seems to be kind of going down the path of not in its original formation and purpose to protect your freedoms and liberties, your property, your, you know, whatever you may have under your name in terms of assets. But it seems like it is now sort of circling the wagons and turning on you. Do you think this is sort of an interesting parallel to draw with what they're doing to President Trump, for example? Well, I've been watching the hearings and what's been happening to President Trump, and I do study law. I should have been an attorney, but I'm pretty sure I would have been thrown in jail many times because I fight, I would fight so hard to uh, really protect my, my clients. Like, I fought to protect my family. I have been attacked viciously. But as far as President Trump, what I don't understand is the judges, the, his rights are being so publicly violated that in my opinion, what's happening is it's conditioning the public that we can violate your right to a jury trial. We can violate your right to speak in your own case and we're going to take your rights away when we choose so that we can punish you and control you and this is where we're headed if we don't stop this and my question is why haven't 
President Trump's uh, legal team, why haven't they filed to recuse this judge based on all the laws, all of the constitutional rights that he has? Because right now it's just a public show that the judges can violate our former president and get by with it. I think that it's it's horrifying. We should all be And horrified. Sherry, we're coming up against the end of the show, so I got to cut you off, but I will have you sure. back. If people want to follow you and kind of read up on some of these bills that you're talking about, where can they go to do all that? They can go to C, number four, ccusa.org is our website where we're posting some things. And then if you go to Facebook um, to protect liberty, um, we are also posting there, and people can leave messages, and I'm getting more victims uh, responding to us that way, and also attorneys and people who want to see our system cleaned up. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for all the work that you do. Thank you. Of course. And our next guest, I guess it's the first one of the show. He's not new to War Room. You see him all the time. It's, of course, the one and only Royce White, who I thought would be the perfect person to bring in to give us your thoughts on, I hear they're trying to rebuild trust uh, over in, in Davos with the West crowd. I'm just curious to get your thoughts on sort of the opening day there, which is a stark juxtaposition to MLK Day here. I'd love to get your thoughts on sort of the, uh, the dichotomy between those two events. Yeah, I just, I, I think the American people are right to reject the World Economic Forum and the, the Party of Davos altogether. I just think there's nothing, there's nothing American about uh, global citizenship. There's nothing valuable about global citizenship. The whole thing is a, is a Ponzi scheme in, in my view. And even more so, they, they want to promote global citizenship as, as something we all should want, we all should desire. But we see through their own admittance, the, the, the white papers and things that they submit, uh, there in Davos, but but throughout the year, we've seen over the last couple of years, at least since the pandemic began, uh, that global citizenship will surely strip you of your rights. And it, it's such a, a stark um, corollary to, to Martin Luther King Day because it's much of what our, our liberal Democrat, our liberal democratic order has tried to promote here in America. You know, that somehow Martin Luther King, for example, is 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 ideologically aligned with people who don't believe in God, who openly reject God and, re, and, and mock Christ or or say that people who believe in God are, are conspiracy theorists and crazy. Um, and Martin Luther King was a, a Baptist reverend. He, he was a, 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 a staunch believer in Jesus Christ, to say the least. Uh, but it's the same narrative that they're, they're trying to uh, move forward, push forward, push on the people from Davos all the way to uh, the, the streets of Chicago. That global citizenship is valuable for you. It has something to offer you. Uh, and, and if we strip your rights in the name of global citizenship, don't remember that Martin Luther King fought for you to have those rights in the first place. It's just ridiculous. Royce, I wish I could keep you longer. And next time I host, you're coming on because you make such brilliant points about the devaluation, not just of the U.S. dollar, but of course, our citizenship to begin with. But if people want to get your show, I know you're live streaming on Rumble or, or our Getter channel a lot. Where can they go to do all that, follow you and stay up to date with your analysis? Well, I'm still on YouTube for now, but you can also follow on War Room's Oof. Getter page and War Room's <laughs> Rumble page. Please call me crazy tonight. Uh, we'll premiere at 9 p.m. I go into depth a little bit more about MLK Day and, and Trump winning in Iowa and, and what the whole thing means. 
Um, so that's tonight at 9 p.m. Central. Also, tomorrow evening at 8 p.m. Eastern, I will be premiering or, or uh, airing my first uh, Royce White radio show on the John Fredericks Radio Network. So you can tune in for that to, to, to that as well. Amazing. Congratulations. And thank you so much for joining us. Good to see you, Natalie. You guys know. Of course. I can't believe I've never had you on before. Thank you so much. And Warren Posse, you guys know, bringing jobs back to the United States is so important. It's what I do at She's So Right.co. It's what Mike Lindell does with my pillow. And Mike is joining us to give us some of the latest deals, the latest news. Uh, Mike, if you want to let the posse know what is up on the pillow front or on the Iowa front, I'm sure they would appreciate it. Well, we've got uh, every. These are we're getting out Fox News specials because Fox canceled my pillow, and uh, <laughs> that that was this weekend. So I want to get this out there right away so we have enough time. Everybody, these are the commercials we were gonna run on Fox, and they turned down our money last week. Uh, you've got the flannel sheets. We're running the flannel sheet special. Everybody, get those and the down comforters. It's cold out there. It's cold here in Iowa and uh, and around the country right now. Get those down comforters, 60% off. And the MyPillow 2.0, $29.98 for the queen size. You guys, all of these you can will ship for free with the promo code WARROOM or call 800-873-1062. Um, these are a three-in-one spe- uh, special we're having. Um, all the, the We have the percale sheets on sale as low as $24.99, but get those flannel sheets, you can't beat them. And take advantage of the free shipping, remember, with the beds and the MyPillow mattress toppers. Those are very expensive to ship. And, I'll, and Mike, uh, we're I'll, coming I'll, up against the end of the show. So okay. I gotta let right. you go. But the Warren right. Posse will pile in, show him some love and Fox News some hate. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. And Warren yeah, Posse, thank you for man. hanging out with me. You guys know we'll be doing live coverage for everything Iowa. And while you're at it, make sure to check out Jace Medical. We bring back our pillow and clothing manufacturer. You got to do it with the prescription drugs. So Big Pharma is not so reliant on the Chinese Communist Party. Thank you so much and have a good evening. I want to warn you of a huge change that could be coming to our money and our bank accounts. First, think back to 9-11, shortly after the government pushed through the Patriot Act. This gave the government power to spy on innocent Americans by monitoring our phone and email and tracking our movement across the Internet. Now, Jim Rickards, editor of the independent financial newsletter Strategic Intelligence and New York Times bestselling author, is warning about a coming event that could elevate this governmental surveillance to a terrifying new level. In fact, some of the guests I've had on The War Room believe that the government will soon expand their powers to track our every move. If we say the wrong things on social media, donate to the wrong causes, buy firearms, or even vote MAGA, the government may be able to shut us out of our bank accounts. I can't say for sure if this will happen, but it's an interesting in dire warning. Fortunately, Jim Rickards, an American patriot and friend of mine, has made it his mission to educate us on what he believes is coming and how to protect yourself from the possibility of programmable money. Watch Jim's warning video now before it's censored like I've been in the past. Go to RickardsWarRoom.com. That's RickardsWarRoom.com now to see the video. All of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key 
to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.